All right. Welcome back. Welcome back. It is the Trading Triangle. We're live here on both X and on YouTube and recorded for those of you who couldn't make it here early on. My um, my name is Nate. I'm your host. We've got Sean and Kay here. How you guys doing? How you doing, Sean? Yeah, good. A little bit under weather this week, so uh, I'll be doing much less talking. <laughs> I got probably you. not possible. <laughs> yeah, no, not too bad. Thanks. <laughs> uh, glad you could still make it, Sean. How about you, Kay? How are you feeling today? I'm, I'm doing great, man. It's good to be back. Good to be with you guys and doing the stuff that we love. Absolutely. Sean, I know you, you won't let sickness get in the way of a few good Never. charts. Never, no, never. Charts over sickness all, all day long. Awesome. All right, quick disclaimer up front. We are not financial professionals. This is not financial advice, and nor should it be taken that way. This information is purely entertainment and educational in nature and should be used that way. But I hope you do enjoy the entertainment value we bring. And yeah, we, we're passionate about the charts that we're looking at and trading. So hopefully you feel that and enjoy this week in and week out. Do hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. We appreciate that. Smash the like button as well. And uh, yeah, let's get things rolling. I'm going to get these charts pulled up. We'll jump right into it. This week is going to be a good week. I'm feeling it. Last week, I missed out on a lot of trading, but looks like it was decent. Every single week you go traveling, we have market doesn't do well. So hopefully you're not traveling next week. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm not traveling next week. All so right, so we'll have a green week, 100%. Well, wait, did, am I missing something? The S&P was up 1% last week, 1.36, right? And yeah. the, the Qs were up yeah. almost 3%. Did you not feel that way? Didn't feel like look, look, If you look at the Tesla, so energy stocks all in red, you see Tesla pretty much. I mean, Semiconductor had a good week, right? I mean, two weeks in a row, we saw AMD yeah. was up 17% the previous week. We had almost 9% NVIDIA leading the way. 10% but, here, yeah. Yeah, it still feels like it was like a mixed bag. But yeah, I mean, overall, you would be happy if you were in Apple, Microsoft, those trades. Yeah, I think it was a bit of a, a, chop, a choppy week because Monday we gapped up a little bit. And then it was just chop, chop, chop throughout the week. Up, down, up, down. Obviously, Jerome Powell spoke on Thursday. And then we had 2% day on the QQQ on Friday. So most of those 3% gains were on Friday. So Friday was a good day. Yeah. Gotcha. So, yeah, it was a big comeback day on Friday. Otherwise, the week was brutal. Yep, got it. Well, you know, it's interesting because the way it ended up, um, SPY was up 1.36%. Qs were up almost 3%, Um, 2.9%. The Diamonds, DIA and IWM, not so great. Diamonds were only up 0.7%, and IWM for the small caps down 3%. So we will look at that here in a second. Actually, I'll just jump right to it. Why not? What am I waiting for? There it is. Um, Bitcoin having a massive rally the last couple of weeks. You guys, it's up 123% on the year. Like, that's insane. <laughs> that's such an insane number. Um, and then, the you know, we've got volatility, across. you know, just coming down another almost 5%. So despite the week not feeling great, um, by, by and large, uh, you know, I think people probably had some positive returns. I don't like small caps just getting beat up down 3% on the year, right? That's not... Yeah. Not good. They can't get out of the mud, it seems like. And then, uh, yeah, go ahead, Kay. And you can see the the reason you feel that way is because even the fear and greed, right? We were last week 41, this week we are 42. So pretty flat out, really not much happened. If you look at the other, uh, the VIX, VIX went down as well, but pretty flat. There wasn't like much happening. You know, one day gap up, next day gap down, pretty flat for the week. Yeah, I feel like I'm wearing... Uh, this trading triangle hat right here. Yes, by the you way. are. Right. Yes, you are. I'm gonna just rock that. I'm gonna own it. it. Looks good, I think. 
All right. So moving along, we've got earnings coming up. A lot of big moves off of earnings these last two weeks. Sorry, I couldn't help myself there. Um, personally, from a retail side, right, we've got Target, Home Depot, um, Walmart, Macy's. Like Retail just jumps off the page. Uh, TJ Maxx even. Um, what, what else is – I see names that I know you guys are going to talk to, but I'll just tee it up. What are you looking at, Sean? Uh, for me, I'm looking at Fisker. Obviously, they delayed their earnings to this week, so it just be interesting to see what I actually do from that. Um, Xpeng on Wednesday before the Open, and uh, Alibaba as well, actually, on, on before the Open on Thursday. So those are the three I'm looking at mainly. But obviously, yeah, the retail sector, as you say, is, is a big one, that's for sure. How about you, Kay? Um, I think I'm looking at Monday on uh, on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> i'm looking at monday.com on monday before open it's a it's a software SaaS company doing pretty well uh, the other one i'm looking at is also palo alto on wednesday after close but you pretty much knew that one as well that's pretty much it for me not a very exciting week uh, i know you guys already covered the ones that we talked about so yeah those are the only ones i'm looking at personally I'm glad you mentioned Palo Alto because CrowdStrike just had decent earnings, if I'm not mistaken. So yep. uh, that could be interesting to see how they do. Big fan of both of those names for the longer term. Um, all right. Well, let's look at charts. And Sean, you actually uh, put up some interesting charts this week, I thought. So I'm going to hand it over to you for Spy here first. Yeah, so you can see the, the Friday that we were talking about reflected really quite nicely on this chart. Really, really big kind of candle there, big bounce off of that kind of 50 moving average. And that's kind of really what I was to, wanted to talk about on this chart, and that's kind of it really, is the really kind of solid bounce off of that 50 moving average. And you can see throughout the chart, it doesn't really respect it that much. Um, so it's nice to see it kind of coming in play. And uh, you can see the 450 level, it's not the most cemented resistance, but it is a good psychological level in, in my opinion. Um, and the last thing I'll touch on is the 20 moving average. If we can get that back coming through the 50 in the weeks to come, I think that'll be, be good for the kind of run into the end of the year, really. Uh, but that's it for me, really, on SPY. I do want to make a quick point here. Um, so I, I don't know what's going on next week, but keep in oh. mind, it's the put-to-call ratio is varying a lot for SPY. So you have, uh, because it's a daily options close every single day for SPY and QQQ, on 17th, the put-to-call is 2.19, whereas the day before is 1.26, the day before is 2.27, so you know, Friday, Thursday, Wednesday. So it's, it's a very awkward kind of a week. I have generally not seen this kind of a data point. You generally tend to see if it's 1.2, 1.5, 1.8 like that, but then suddenly you, know, you have 2.19 going from 1.26, so a lot of hedging going on on Friday next week. I wonder what's happening next Friday. We, we do have um, CPR and PPI this week. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you're right. That comes on Wednesday. So so Wednesday there is 2.27, but then it drops Thursday and then again goes back up to 2 over 2 on Friday. So that's something to keep in mind. Yeah, interesting. I do notice the higher high here. Um, that's the big thing for me. We're making lower highs repeatedly. So I do like to see that after that, even before – the big launch on um, Friday, Thursday, we got there, right? So, um, yeah, that was good to see when I went back and reviewed the charts. And I think we're – I like what you've noted there with that 20-day moving up. Hopefully, we see some of that action and close out the year strong. That's where my head's at anyways. We've also ignored the reverse head and shoulders as well. Um, I do. Well, where we've kind of gone through it. Um, so that's now no longer a thing unless you've got weird shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to the weird shoulders out there. 
All right, what's up with the cues? This looks promising as well. Yeah, so the cues um, I'd like to talk to you here, just just from a pure basic kind of learning point of view, really. So this is a trendline breakout textbook, in my opinion. We kind of break out of the trendline, which is obviously the blue lines coming down, and we come back down, really clean touch of it, you know, there, thereabouts, and a bounce straight back up to your next kind of resistance point. But I've actually noted at 38080. Um, so that's kind of what I want to point to here is that this is a, this is what you want to see for a trend line breakout. Now, you know me, I like my breakouts. And uh, yeah. I really want to kind of touch on it this week because this is exactly what I see. But generally, momentum for the queues, the technology at the moment is is running the market, in my opinion. It's, it's, it's really running the market. Um, but yeah, that's all I've really got to say on that, to be honest. And lots, still lots of room to move on the RSI as well. So I got to tell you, when, you, when I looked at this chart, I, I had my my chart of the queues up side by side with it. And I was like, all right, would Sean post? I want to see how it looks in mine. This is the exact same notations. Like <laughs> we've been hanging out and doing awesome. this long enough now where exactly. I have the exact same two price targets, you know, to the upside and the same, you know, trend break line and, and everything. I mean, it's the exact same. I, I only have RSI showing. It's funny. Um, so anyways, I think that's a good, some, you know, a good sign overall that we are in lockstep like that. Uh, Kate is the, the options language it, it's a it's a very interesting uh so the uh, put to call on eleven ten, which was friday was 1.96 on eleven thirteen, it's 3.08 so you have only you have thirty six thousand. let's say thirty seven thousand call side and you have hundred and fourteen thousand on the put side and then it and then it drops on 14 15 16 17 it just drops to 1.5 1.6 and so on so be careful on 11.13. There's a lot more put options on that day. There you go. Trade wisely and trade with that information. Which is Monday, by the way, tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, um, yeah, keeping it rolling. I noticed you got an ETF for us, one of my favorites, the Vanek Semiconductor ETF here, Sean. Yeah, I was actually wondering if you were going to bring this up this week. Um, I was. Not, all right. Oh, really? Right. I'm, I'm so just going to say this. Hold on. I got to interrupt. I got to interrupt. I was, and I didn't want to say that twice, <laughs> but it was. I saw your other chart; it's the exact same chart. And I had, I was thinking this week, maybe I'll just do ETFs. And then here you had this, yeah. and I was like, "All right, I'll, I'll go and find stocks to do this week." But anyway, sorry to interrupt, Sean. Back to you. Well, sorry about that. I've got a new idea, didn't I? So we'll start actually with the, the green highlighted area. You can see a really nice um, kind of consolidation around that area, and, and then a really nice push off of that that 200 million average, which is the, the red line down the bottom. Um, and also coinciding with the trend line, uh, the channel trend coming down, bouncing off that level as well, which I think I noted out a few weeks ago. Obviously, didn't think much of it then, but it feels good now. Uh, but we pushed straight up to the top of the trend line. And like the queues, obviously came up, retested it, bounced straight up to 157. Now, what I've actually got here is a possible short move, just for the short term. Um, so if we continue this momentum up to 161, um, I would be looking to play a short, just for a breather, basically, because you can see how quickly the RSI has moved up, how quickly the actual sector has moved up as a whole. Um, just a quick short of 2% from 161 down to 157.60. Um, you can see where that red arrow is. That's that's what I mean by that. And the, and the yellow arrow, the yellow line is basically the, the percentage I'm talking about. Um, so that's kind of my thoughts on this one. I don't know if you see anything different, whether you think that's a good idea or if you think that's a, a terrible idea. Um, but I guess momentum in this type of area, especially CPI, PPI, as we were saying, could, could take this anywhere. Um, but the RSI is also kind of heating up nicely as well. 
Yeah, Kay, I, I see some stuff on this chart, but do you want to go first? Yeah, no, I just have a, a, a comment to make. And I think um, most of these uh, big candles are driven by your strong performance in AMD. For last two weeks, you had Broadcom good performance. You have NVIDIA good performance last week. So those are actually adding to this uh, semiconductor ETF. Th- those are the only my uh, personal f- uh, comments on that. I mean, from an option standpoint, it's very bullish next week. It's 083 so over 100,000 call options versus just 84,000, um, you know, put options. So definitely looking more bullish on the semiconductor side. Yep, I like it. Um, so SMH, it's doing exactly what it does to me all the time. I get a little bit um, bearish on it and it takes off. And that's exactly what happened recently. I was like, all right, I think semiconductors are going to cool off a little bit. Maybe walk the bottom of that trend line and then they did the exact opposite. Good news is, is I'm long-term holder. So I'm benefiting from that. That's good. Um, but yeah, I like this, um, John, again, uh, similar levels and I'd be looking for that 157.60 to be broken for SMH, but we might get a little bit of a, a consolidation here, or a little bit of a pullback first, right? And hoping that holds up above 155, just kind of a, a nice easy level there. You see before when we pushed up to uh, the 157.60 level and it pulled back 155 is showing up with some support and that would give it time to let that 20 day moving average cross above the 50. So yeah, that's where my head's at on this. I I definitely like you pulling up the chart. And then I think the RSI being where it's at does give some room for some pause. I think you mentioned. So overall um, a great move and positive, right? If we can get semis and tech to lead the way. Uh, Yeah. I like the way uh... we close. I think that's worth noting as well. NVIDIA earnings will be not next week, but the week after. Two weeks. So that that yes. could be another potential catalyst for this particular stock. I'd be looking for the move before that, if I'm honest, this week, um, the move I was talking about. But yep. yeah, I, I, yeah, I appreciate all your points. Good stuff. Keep it rolling. Yeah, so this one is PayPal, as you can see. I don't normally bring this one up, um, but I really like this one in terms of the way it's hugging the 20 million average, which is the yellow line, as you can see. One, we've broken that trend line, as you can see, coming down um, back from August this year. Um, kind of a heavy, heavily negative trend, really, for, for PayPal. It's not been great, and obviously the, the company's been spoken about quite a lot. Are they doing well? Are they really accelerating their growth, etc.? Um, I'm not going to touch on that too much, but they had a positive quarter, as you can see, a little bit of a gap up um, probably seven days ago, something like that. Yeah, seven days ago, a bit of a gap up, broke up above the, the trend lines I spoke about. And we've been kind of trailing down with it and we're kind of curling up with the potential new the new trend line that I've drawn there as well, kind of going upwards. Um, my ultimate goal here would be looking to break the 50, get through the 50, retest the 50 and move up to the 200. Right. Um, but if you want to play kind of a shorter day trade, it's a bit more risky, of course. You can have a nice little tight stop loss around 53 um, and then obviously have that move up to the 50 and obviously see what happens then. But you would have made your money, made your move potentially in that in that gap there. Um, but really for a long-term, a, a long-term perspective for a swing trade opportunities, what I'm really looking at here is that break of the 50. And um, the 60s, you can see, I've, I've put it there on a dark blue line. It's not that great of a line, but that's the kind of nearest resistance I can really see. Um, and then as going on from that, so I will stop talking in a second, but moving through the 50, moving average, obviously going up to the 200, that would be my first target profit zone. So you guys know me, I like to do two thirds or three quarters of a position at the first target profit zone and let the rest run. 
and that would be that kind of gap fill around 7240 which you can see up there in the kind of pink line um and then final point is the rsi is looking good it's kind of in the middle of the range right. could go either way so yeah. i'm sorry if i've ruined any of your points by talking so much but you, you, the mic is yours Mike is yours. Oh, I'm going to jump in and say that PayPal offers me a credit card at least once a day. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like the setup though here, back to the chart, um, bouncing off of that trend line. And if, if it doesn't bounce and in, in where the 20 day moving average is, if it doesn't bounce there, then it's a clear break. Right. And so you could trade the downside if you wanted, or you could trade that bounce to the upside. And I think you noted the, the number one thing for me as well as that 50 day moving average, seeing how the, stock will act around around that level so was that like 58 or so is that what yeah i think that's what you mentioned as well yeah so that that's that's i love a a clean setup like this where really if it doesn't bounce here then you just got to be patient and see what happens right um and it's kind of clean it's it's right there at that support level uh what would you say okay i'll hand it back over to you actually um, I mean, for next week, man, it looks really, really promising, especially with a put to call of 0.52 on this one. So over 200,000 open interest on the call side with just over 111,000 on the put side. So definitely looking a lot of lot bullish. The implied volatility is also not too crazy. It's only 31%. So seems like um, I, I think uh, you can still see, uh, you know, higher highs, at least from the from the trend line, if it keeps bouncing on the trend line. Yeah. All right, let's see it, Sean. I want to see that trend line hold up. See yeah, I want to watch. Go. I might bring it back in a couple of weeks, see how it's done. Yeah. All right, thanks. Yep, so obviously you can get me on X, you can contact me there. I've been doing a few more things on Neo. Obviously, it's been a bit bit touch and go with them recently, but I'm, I'm still fully on, on their side. Um, on YouTube, I've got I'm going to be streaming Fisker earnings tomorrow night, see what they're doing, see they're making progress, look at the numbers, etc. And uh, obviously releasing a video on Neo as well throughout the week, which would be good. Be a bit exciting for those who follow me just for Neo, which I know there's a few of you out there. <laughs> and um, yeah, finally, the Substack, my newsletter. I've done it on energy this week, and it looks like it could be a good time to add for the long term. Um, so I've got a two monthly charts and then one weekly chart. Um, so yeah, go ahead and check that out. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. And uh, with that, I'll hold you over to Nate. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to reading that, Sean. I saw, and you mentioned on the energy sector in particular for the long term. Uh, super interested what you had to write there. And um, yeah, definitely check out Sean's YouTube channel if you haven't already. Give him a subscribe and hit the like buttons on his videos, especially if you're a Neo fan. I knew we'd get to Neo even though we didn't get to Neo. And uh, yeah, big short interest in Fisker, right? So that'll be interesting uh, see yeah. how they react around earnings, definitely. 47%. So, yeah. cool. is, it, is it time to short Fisker? That's the question. it's tricky it's going to be tricky either way but um stuff on sean's channel make sure you guys give him a follow and while i'm mentioning that be sure to subscribe here to the trading triangle and hit the like button if you haven't already and we will keep things rolling for my friends that are interested in marathon digital i'm coming back to it again because i like a trade that works and i like to come back to it if it keeps working right so in the past we talked about Uh, marathon digital quite a bit because it was trading sideways consolidating then broke out nicely so we got best of both worlds with the covered call action and then a big breakout move um, where it gave us the signal to get out of the covered calls and then ride that that momentum higher it's a great trade now we're getting a nice build up again and i added more arrows to these higher lows and 
what I we, we need to see here coming up, and I'm hoping it's this week, is a higher high getting above basically 1065. I got 1064 as a level, but we peaked above that a little bit. So we can push to 11 um, on the next move higher. That would be really positive. Um, and I, we're above the 50-day moving average. There's this volume shelf right here at about 950 that pushed right up into to close the week. RSI is strong in the upper half with plenty of room to run. MACD's moved to the positive side. We're making a nice stair step basically back up into this range that had traded, you know, like I mentioned, for very consistently early, earlier in the year. So these two levels, 887 and 1064, you know, give or take a couple of pennies, um, is the range that I'm really interested in and see if we start bouncing again right here. Okay, I know you'd be interested um, as far as getting in with cash secured puts. What do you think about the chart and how it's shaping up? It, it's I'm loving it because I also pulled up my chart of Mara and it is definitely lining up. Um, the um, option premium is 3.44%. So at $9, if you want to get into it, you'll get about $31 or so. That's for uh, this that, Friday's expiration? That's for 11.17, yes. So for a $9 CSP, you're getting about $31. So that's almost 3.44% for the week. For a week, yeah. That's, what, yeah. that's why we like this one, right? A lot of premium there. Exactly. And then, Sean, so, I imagine you see breakout. I do, I do. I also have a question as well. Um, yeah. See the two kind of topping tail candles coming down from that 1064 level. You can see both of them have really big volume. Do you know why that is particularly, or is it just because people are shorting at that particular level? I in a do, big way, I guess. I don't think the most recent one... Um, I don't know. I do. There, I do think there was earnings. Sorry, as I trip over my tongue there. The big gap up and sell off was on earnings. So the initial oh, candle, okay. I'm almost yeah. positive, and I don't know why I turn off the earnings markers on this chart. But yeah, that's what that was. The more, more recent one though is, uh, you know, not related. It, it, I think it has to do with Bitcoin having a big pop. You know, Bitcoin's made a nice move recently. And Correct. Suit, but then kind of sold off. Correct. So that that so playing into that with the breakouts, um, having that level quite as a secure resistance. If we get above it and then come back down and retest it, that for me would be a really strong buy in that in that case because then we're going, you know, potentially really strongly in, in the other direction, which is obviously up. Um, right. So yeah, definitely. I've said it many times before in the last few weeks as well. In fact, I can see my last week's notes. I've written Mara 1064. So I'm just going to write it down again. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's a good chart. And the field is being just there as well. Sorry. Nate, Nate, before you jump off, man, this this is you need to you need to hear this, right? So I was just looking at the options. For a month out, 33 days, right? So four weeks out, you're getting $100 on the CSP at $9. If you do the math, it's 2.72% every single week for four weeks. So you're looking at almost 10% ROI. Wow, that's uh, that's steep even from for a marathon here for MARA. That's exactly 100 bucks for a $900 investment. So and that, you own- yeah, I think that either that means there's something you know to to be. Uh, paying attention to here because it might have some something some going on behind the scenes but the other thing is you've got like we said the bitcoin um rally happening here and that just might be gaining enough momentum and steam here where folks are piling in um to those options so what what do you think which one do you think it is any guesses well if it if it if it aligns with your santa rally uh that could be a 10 percent in in a month so uh, i don't know i'm like 
I'll have to probably review this even more on Monday and see how that can play. <laughs> well, you know, if anybody has questions on cash secured puts or covered calls, it's a great way to collect cash into your portfolio without what you're giving up is upside, really. You're capping your upside. So that's why Kay and I talk about it a lot because, yes, the stocks can obviously go the other way. And then the stock itself can lose you money if in a covered call position, for example. Um, oh, and in the cash secure put, if you get exercise. But the the option it's is where you're just collecting premiums and offsetting some of those that risk, and if it doesn't move the other direction, you know you get that's ten percent in a month is that's an insane amount. So obviously you could do the math for the year and it'd be some nice returns. So yeah, we keep looking at marathon because of those those uh, options premiums. So thanks for pointing that out. Okay. All right, keeping it rolling, Arista Networks. This one shook me out, and I'm honestly angry at this stock. Uh, <laughs> that big how did I miss that? I mean, did you see that? That I, I stared at it for a couple of days, and then I, I thought, now oh, I'm just going to see where it goes. And then, you know, <laughs> I looked at it and it, it, it launched right back up to near 315, pushed up to 316.29, and now it's come back down. So oh. now I'm paying closer attention again, right? But yeah, that shakeout there, I was watching it, watching it, and thought it was going to hold the 50-day. And when it lost the 50-day, I just completely uh, missed missed my opportunity here. So that being said, I think we have another one in front of us, just like the market always brings, new opportunities day in and day out. And we've got the trend line bounce nicely last Friday, and I'm looking for that to hold and a push to that 216.29 level. Sean, you know we're looking for a breakout and a retest, and that's where the entry is, right? So I'm going to steal your line there because that's exactly what I'm looking for as a breakout trade here, actually. I think if you get um, you know, the trend line to hold, you could take an entry there. I would just not go full port, right? I think bouncing off this trend line, um, I would wait for the bounce and then maybe take a small position. And then at, if we get good breakthrough in volume, you could add to it. That's another approach you could take. So what do you think, Sean? I think um, the breakout above 216, yeah, sure. But I think even if it breaks the trend line down, because you can see where the, the trend line kind of broken recently as well, um, just before the owners report came out. But that 198 level looks pretty good as well. It does. Because you can see the amount of resistance that has touched just in this one chart, and that's only a couple of months' worth of data. I don't know how far it goes back. Probably some all-time highs maybe now. I don't, I'm not too sure about the stock um, generally. But, yeah, I can see 198 is a good level for a potential kind of breakout-ish trade as well. As a nice support, um, but yeah, two sixteen would be one would be more certain, I think, for it to kind of continue momentum. Um, but I just want to note out that one ninety eight level; it's pretty good. Great call, I agree one hundred percent. What do you think, Kay? Man, I am just disappointed that I missed this trade. <laughs> Kay's with me. You, you just look in hindsight and beat yourself up. All, I bet on a lot of trades. I do that. I have to get out of that habit. You know, the, the, if it was the ticker that I would not follow, then I don't feel bad about it, right? But I don't know about the ticker. This is a ticker that I follow Thank all you. the time. <laughs> and then you missed. That's the worst one. <laughs> Yeah, see, so you can't get them all. I know we've had some winners here recently. I knocked it out of the park with DraftKings, right? Like, I'm happy about that, so I have to remind myself. It's funny because I'll think about Arisa Networks and missing this more than I think about hitting DraftKings. That's a very good point you brought up, right? I mean, we trade, and you notice that there are so many opportunities. You cannot get all opportunities, and and this is why I think trading with a cool mind is important. Um, Just like you have gap ups like this, you'll have gap downs. And if you are in those trades, then you'll have a opposite feeling from how you're feeling. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Good call. 
So yeah, I like this trade. Uh, I like the 198, Sean. That's an excellent level as well to be paying attention to if this trend line breaks. It's not necessarily all over. There's multiple opportunities in this trade. So uh, something to watch. And uh, I know Kay will keep a closer eye on that. So that's good to know. Um, I'll be on X. I'm on Spaces again this week. I took last week off because of travel. So you can catch me there. I think I'm on six or seven with Wolf Financial this week. And uh, also dropped a newsletter post this just this morning for Wolf. And we'll be dropping on my newsletter, Trader's Education, the recording from today. So you'll be able to get all of this if you want to listen to it again or you miss pieces of it. The audio will drop. I have a transcript that drops. And we will be in good shape to stay on top of markets and trade into the coming week. And I'm going to hand it over to you now, Kay. For awesome. AMD. What do we got, AMD? Yes. So we are continuing AMD. And the reason that we want to continue looking at AMD is because if you remember last week, our upside potential was much higher. Now, if you see this little um, uh, arrow that I have it over here at the almost at the end, right after the last candle. So that area is getting smaller and smaller. So you have about like four or 5% upside before we hit that resistance. And that resistance is like long time last June. So it's going to be uh, a very difficult resistance for AMD to break unless you have some kind of a major event, major rally, major news that that happens. So the upside potential to AMD is you have to be careful how much it's uh, there. You can see the, the volume starts to decrease at those levels. So you don't have much buying pressure at that at those levels. So um, just because AMD has had like 17% or last 15% and then 8 9% last week doesn't mean it can keep going on keep that in mind if you are looking into AMD but that also sets up if we get a rejection from that you know then the trade again we can have a play in this place uh, also keep an eye on the RSI RSI is heating up at the 70 level so we could see a little bit of overheating but then also some drop um, happening after that uh, but yeah, this is uh, so I'm keeping a track on AMD. This aligns very well with your SMH. Um, and you, the strong performance you had was one of this is one of the stocks that actually helped the SMH price go up as well. Uh, we'll see how NVIDIA plays out. Broadcom did a pretty good job. Broadcom also is trying to close its deal with VMware. Uh, and not that it's 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 not that it's going to change the market or itself, but if that tends to go on, if that is a uh, that goes through that will also push smh price uh, but just keep in mind that amd's um uh, the trend is coming up like i mean the upside potential could be capped at this point in time if you are trying to get into this play it's a little bit too late now yeah you think so think it's about done with the the recent rally gonna run out of some steam that's what i look like what do you guys sean what what's what are you looking at yeah i mean i've been looking for the the moving averages to come up um, just to kind of support it, try to get it through that trend line. Obviously, like you said, NVIDIA will be a massive catalyst to potentially get it through this trend line as well. Um, because obviously once NVIDIA posts, for example, good earnings, it, it probably will trigger this trend line in a positive way. Um, in which case, I'll be looking for a kind of retest and, and breakout. That's my potential trade going forward. But apart from that, this is one I'm not going to really be looking at. It's on my watch list anyway, but I don't really trade it much anyway. Um, but yeah, moving averages coming up for me would be most important. Nice. Well, 
I gotta tell you, Kay, this chart has tricked me a little bit recently, so I, that's why I might sound a little bit down on yeah. IMD. So, <laughs> in a good way, I mean, again, I'm in SMH long term, so that's good. But so let me explain real quick, and then I'll hand it right back to you. There was a descending uh, triangle, you know, wedge, what have you, that broke to the upside in, I think it was in October. Yeah, it was in October. Mm-hmm. We got the breakout, right? But it didn't. It then just pulled right back and retested right back into the wedge and then took off in November. And now we've got a, a real breakout happening. I've noticed this in a couple of different stocks where um, that that wedge break occurred to the upside and then things started pulling back. So I'm starting to look for that pattern for another you know potential bounce higher. I think Vertex was another one. VRTX did the exact same thing and now is making new highs. So something to so- say. So, so you're estimating that we could see a little bit of a pullback from the trend line, and then we can break that trend line out in the next couple of weeks, months. For yeah, AMD. well, I like uh, for AMD in particular. I think that we it, it might consolidate here and let the uh, simple moving averages catch up. But what I'm saying is looking for other charts with a similar pattern where it's broken out and then faded a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe just look for a retest of that prior wedge and then a takeoff, just like we got here with AMD. Got it. Got it. I've seen that out there in a couple charts. That's interesting to note. Yeah. All right. What's next? Oh, next one is energy. This is ExxonMobil. So um, I started liking this one again. Um, You saw that Exxon actually ran up to 120. And um, generally, I don't like when the stocks run up too much. I tend to get out of the trade. But I still on my watch list. Now, the reason I started liking this one, we had this gap down on the daily chart. You can see where I have pointed the says gap down. So most likely, generally, when you have gap ups or gap downs, you stocks only tend to fill that gap up sub, you know, pretty soon. Uh, it's not a guarantee, but most of the times it happens. Um, RSI is also trending at a pretty low, so it's very oversold. But why is it happening? If you if you trade energy, you will see that all energy stocks were hit the hardest. Same thing with Oxy. Even though it had a decent earnings, bo- beat both top line and bottom line, you know, the stock is down. SLB we are trading is also down. ExxonMobil, Chevron, pretty much everything is down because of the, the demand. Uh, the, the demand is lower uh, as of, I think, August was the lowest. And then I think this is November is also the lowest. So pretty much, you know, you have hit the lowest demand. Um this also tied up with the China's post-COVID recovery, which it did not come out as strongly as people were expecting. But on the good note is that you can see that um, it had on the daily, it bounced from this downtrend line. And on the weekly, it was a clear bounce. It did not go, did not break through on the weekly side. So this now starts to look nice setup for getting into a trade. Again, uh, at 101, 102, you will notice there's a lot more volume uh to for people to buy in and 9956 has been a very strong resistance for a while now on this particular stock so something that i am starting to get back and interested into exxon mobil um weekly bi-weekly monthly i think uh, i'm long on exxon mobil uh but you know from a trade standpoint i think this is a good opportunity to start looking at it i like it what do you think sean yeah, I like it. I think for me, getting into this now would be my kind of my aim, and then having a fairly short stop loss. Um, simple enough for me. If it triggers, it triggers, um, and if it goes up, then great. I'll manage the position and raise my stop loss accordingly. But apart from that, you, you hit every single nail on the head there. Okay, I can't really say much else. <laughs> Kate's crushing it as usual. I'm. 
I'm hoping that, and hope's not a great trade, uh, but I like the setup with the technicals. I'm hoping that we get um, a nice, uh, a nice bounce here because energy, yeah, like like we were talking about earlier, it just did not do what we were hoping it would do. Um, and like XLE uh, dropped below 84, which was you know I did not want to see it even get below 85. So it's something paying to worth paying attention to, and I think the setup here is really nice. So. Definitely uh, like the trend line location and the fact that we're getting the weekly looking nice and clean. So I think um, for a short term trade, what Sean said, short keep a tight stop loss. Yep. If energy sells off, then you know you got that protecting. But soar or crash is the question from one of our loyal listeners out there. What would you say, soar or crash from here? Okay, feeling positive. It's- if you're if you're if you're long, then energy is soaring, right? If you're long investing, if you're trading, I don't think we should use the word soar or crash when you're trading. <laughs> I like it. You, you should use the word stop loss. See, <laughs> <laughs> spoken like somebody who's been there, done that. I agree with you. Uh, I like the I like the long term uh, positioning for uh, energy. And again, Sean wrote about this in his his uh, newsletter, so check that out. I'm definitely interested to hear more from Sean in the energy space. Absolutely. Good stuff. Thanks, Ken. We do have a comment in on YouTube, but not CTRA. Anyone know what that one is? CTRA. Oh, I don't follow it personally that closely, but apparently they're doing quite well in terms of energy. See, Okotera Energy. Okay, never, never. This is the first time I'm hearing about it. But yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a strong buy. It's a buy from Wall Street. Very interesting. We'll take a look at your watch list. <laughs> So nice chart. I just pulled that up on the side here. And uh, if you were to draw a trend line, it's bouncing right off of that trend line. So CTRA, that's something maybe I'll start digging into a little bit. Add it to the watch list. Thanks for that, Too Hot. That's great stuff. Beautiful. Nice. All right. Thanks, Kay. Appreciate it. And uh, again, you can find me on Twitter as well. I do provide weekly you know, daily updates on Twitter. If I have these earnings, I will generally see me posting my trade updates as well over there. You can uh, follow me there. Uh, YouTube, we generally do, I do a weekly trade results. So a lot of tickers we talk about here. I also track other tickers as well with my trade updates. So be there as well. And then I, just like Sean and Nate, I also write. I'm not, uh, I don't write as often as these guys, but I do write. So feel free to uh, follow me there as well on Substack. Yeah, definitely check it out. Good stuff from both of these guys. I just try to keep up, honestly, week in and week out. And um, by the way, if you are uh, listening or watching on or watching on X, uh, drop a comment. Let us know what tickers you might be interested in, what you like, what you didn't like. And uh, that's a new thing we're trying out, getting out on multiple platforms. And I think it's working well. Always find us on YouTube at The Trading Triangle, of course. And uh, this week, I'm excited to get back to it, you guys. I didn't get a trade enough last week. Looking for good opportunities. And um, yeah, I think that the Arista Networks is, is definitely, you know, one to square in my sights. Um, I've got DraftKings still holding there, but we're at this key level, needs to break out. So, and then a bunch of other, other holdings and a couple of energy in particular. Okay, we were talking about energy transfer and uh, VNOM are two holdings. So, I've got a lot on my brain. I'm probably going to have to take it slow Monday and ease into the week. But what we've got. CPI and yeah, uh, yeah. inflation numbers coming out here. Yeah. yeah, so a lot, lot of good information coming. And if you if you're like me and you're anxious to trade, just make sure you take a deep breath first before you start getting into it. But how about you, Sean? I know you're a little under the weather. You're gonna get into the trading this week still. 
Oh, absolutely. Does yeah, it hold you back? Nothing's going nothing's to stop me about that, no. Um, no, you kind of took the words out of my mouth there. I was going to talk a little bit about CPI and PPI and just um, kind of be cautious of the, of the volatility around that. Um, they're kind of big events. Uh, the market moves very, very quickly. Sometimes it can be very choppy. Um, and for example, I've been stuck on that before. So you put, you put a buy position at the top and then you put a sell position at the bottom and you keep doing that and you just keep losing money. Um, so just eliminate that completely. Just don't trade. Suppose that really, um, if you're feeling a little bit hesitant. Um, but for me, yeah, looking at Zom, looking at energy, as you know. Um, but that's it for me. Obviously, subscribe. I might just leave Kay to do that for me. Nice. What about you, Kay? That's a hand off to you. <laughs> so please subscribe to the channel. You know, this helps us push the content to more people. Uh, and I think everybody can benefit from at least, you know, learning more. Like we learned a lot. We learned about CTRA today. I did not even know about that ticker. So, you know, just like subscribe and push out to different people and i think i pretty much i agree with you guys over here there's nothing much to add yes i will be trading you know it's like unless uh, there's a reason why not to definitely trade yeah of course gotta stay active and, and paying attention to the markets and with all of these wise words from these two gentlemen and myself i hope you guys had a great time tuning in to the trading triangle we'll be back next week and then throughout the week be sure to check out the the different channels we've got going and uh, don't be shy. Drop a question or a comment below. and We'll get back to you. Thanks again for tuning in, everybody. Appreciate your guys' charts this week, and I'll see you out there. Take care. See you later.